This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Oh, it certainly is. It is certainly Sports Day. Welcome to it. Thursday night edition. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What an addition of a show do we have. What are we doing here? You've pumped it up. We should be. Oh, no, it's not the show. I'm talking about the live sport oh, that's on oh, TV right, right now. Yep. What are we doing? We've been sitting back. We're watching the the uh, the British Open with all the Aussies, you know, coming out and playing shortly. We've got... Dragons uh, and West Tigers oh, very soon. Monster of a match. Yeah. And when I say monster, like a monster living under your bed but <laughs> match. Not as in a huge... Grr, Match, it is a monster in your wardrobe and under your bed. Do you think you'll sleep this? I don't reckon you'll sleep this weekend. Oh, as of tonight, I'm stuffed already. But on top of all that, okay, so like you're saying, we've got the open Hello, golf. Scott Sattler, by the hey, way. Hey, Woogie and, and listeners, we've got the obviously the open golf, we've got the Women's World Cup, which oh, is, cannot wait, which has already started, mind you, with yep. New Zealand and Norway and Auckland. Yep, uh, then we've got obviously the NRL round 21. That's you can't even count, and then we've got the Ashes. Yep. World Swimming Championships in Fukuoka. Thank you very much. In the what? The World Swimming Championships. In Japan. Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? Amazing. You've got to sacrifice at least one of those. I'm sacrificing my wife. 16th. I'll sacrifice my wife so I can watch the footy. What? Mm-hmm. Poor Beck. Poor Beck. Uh, mate, I just don't, I don't even know I'm going to stay awake. I'm, but I'm just buggered through sheer excitement. Were you... I could only last till lunch in the cricket last night. Will you just sit there in your your wife fronts? Well, I for, can for three days: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> yes, I can. Well, we've got to come with to work pe- tomorrow. With peanut gonna... butter just down your <laughs> down your chest, and the cat just licking my belly. <laughs> and that's okay. It's not against the law because yeah. I'm wearing a white singlet. Exactly. Um, yes. Well, you and I have got to come to work tomorrow. Okay. To do what are you bench. most excited about this? These next. Well, week or so. I would say, um, God, where do I start? Look, I've got a different thing for every day, to be honest. I've got, obviously, the Matildas tonight going into the Ashes. But tomorrow night, how can you go past that juicy matchup between the Broncos, who have got three stars back in their side, including Reese Walsh, against the Rabbitohs with 10 inclusions? At Sunshine Coast Stadium, mind you. They, they don't know what's going to hit them. Yeah. I... Number one, that is what I'm looking forward to the most, that game tomorrow night, Friday night, the second game. Second, this Ashes has me on the edge of my bed because it's at night time, on the edge of my bed because Australia just can't seem to get a stranglehold. Yeah, and it's and Pat Cummins has actually said, credit to him, he's actually said we haven't reached our potential yet. And the, well, it's, it's the sad, fourth test, Pat. Well, but, but sadly they're not, mate, without line there. He mm. is one of the best bowlers in the world. I've got to say, they have – Australia haven't been as convincing as what as what our world ranking mm. has us at. We're, even through this these first three and a bit test matches, I don't think we have been 
overwhelming. Yep. So no, no, but geez, it's it's hanging on an edge. Eight for two hundred and ninety nine after the first day. Uh, Labuschagne and Marsh got amongst the runs. Would have been they good if we just had a three. Well, at the end of the day, just just had a three. Even if it was three oh one. Daddy, can you get the uh, can you get the audio, please, mate? Of Labuschagne talking post game, where he says it's nice to get a three. It's not always nice when you walk off the field at the end of the day with a three in front of the score. It's eight for two hundred ninety nine. Yeah, but but the psychological battle is. When you're England, you're sitting in the dressing sheds after one day, and you go, "That made over three hundred in one day." Well, why doesn't he say five hundred there? Like it's 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 two. It's not three. Yeah, two ninety nine is not convincing. <laughs> it's not Especially bad. Especially eight for. Yeah, it's not bad if they can scratch out another thirty runs, mm. three thirty, and there's some rain coming. Absolute rain coming. Broad got his 600 test wicket. Broad up to head delivers here, pulls out towards long leg. It goes. It'll carry. That's Stuart Broad's 600th wicket in Test cricket. It's such an important time. Straight after T, Travis Head. He couldn't resist. A top edge into the deep. He's gone for 48. And Stuart Broad becomes just the fifth bowler in Test history to claim 600 wickets. He, Who was the? He was on fire. Yeah, he was. Mm. He was good. Who was the first Test bowler mm. to claim 600 wickets? English test bowler. No, first test bowler. Oh, um, All nations. First test bowler to reach 600. Well, the most obvious one to say would be Warney, but it was, it was Warney. I thought it was Murley. Yeah, no, I know Murley came home really late. Mm. Yeah, came home late and took took something like 120 wickets in a really short amount of time. It was Warney. The first pace bowler to get 600 wickets was um, Jimmy Anderson. Jimmy Anderson, yeah. So, well, yeah. He's, he's 54. <laughs> he... Del- he and eventually he had to get to 600 wickets. Um, I did speak to Daddy uh, off the air and I said, listen, because you and I are watching quarterback. I don't know if Daddy's watched it yet on Netflix. And Patrick Mahomes sounds like Kermit the Frog. And a, a good credit to, 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 to Daddy. You just chuck this in for us. This is the Muppet Show. That's right, it. Right. But he's titled it Hermit the Frog. <laughs> I said, mate, his name's Kermit. Can you get Kermit the Frog? Yeah, no worries, mate. Hermit and he's t- Hermit's his brother, but um, in saying that, Hermit the Crab, <laughs> that Netflix documentary oh, quarterback, it's really good. But I, I tell you what, he's annoying. Patrick Mahomes annoys me. You know who annoys me even more? His wife. Oh come on, mate! You can't say that. I can say not not on She's the day. Annoying. No, it's it's the Women's World Cup, uh, the FIFA Women's World Cup. Can you be nice to women for once, please? Oh, please. You said you're ditching your miso. You're having a go at Patrick Mahomes. I won't talk to my miso this weekend. She can come around our place. We'll talk to her. Yeah. We will. The whole family. We'll, she can come to our place for dinner and stuff like that. Hey, listen, by the way, cricket action. Uh, catch it on the SEN app and also every game of the FIFA Women's World Cup live on the SEN app. Take a break. When we come back, we've got a sports update for you. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Ah, yes. Welcome back to it. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews, Thursday night, counting down to the Matildas and Islands. Also, day two of the Ashes. That uh, grab, telling about Marnus uh, Labashane, by the way, all thanks to our mates at Mitre 10 Trade. Time for a sports update. Two of the best hosts as well for the Women's World Cup. 
Bruce McAvaney and Mel McLaughlin. And, of course, there's also the SEN uh, coverage yep. too on the app and also on air tonight. Um, I did mention that Australia ended up 8 for 299. This was Marnus post-match. It's one of those. That it, we're so close. We're so close. But we just got to take it day by day. I think whenever you finish a day with the three in front of it, uh, it's, it's never a bad day. Right. I, I like it. I like where he's coming from. Yeah, cliche. Got to go day by day. Right, mm-hmm. and whenever you finish the day with a three in front of it, eight for two ninety nine, it's yep. a good day. Come yeah. on, man. No, I agree with him. We're you know that was a three. Yeah, but it, we're not on a three. I would have felt a little bit more co- confident with a number three in, as your first number. So three hundred as opposed to yep. two ninety nine. Yep. Okay. Well, all right. It's all about psychological games, Jason. Rightio. Tigers captain uh, Apicorosaus extended his contract with. The West Tigers, that's. He has. He has. And um, it sort of makes sense because he's won three comps. And when you've won three comps and you're at the back end of your, your career, it's you'd love to win another comp, but it's also about probably just digging your heels in and, and enjoying your last couple of years of your footy. So he's he's about 30 now. He'll turn 31 at Bicroisau. Um He was still under contract for the next two years. A, a they could activate another year for 2025, but it was in the players' favour, which they've done, and they've all also upgraded for 2026. So what it invariably does is that, I suppose if you read between the lines, it means that Appy is actually happy with the club internally. He's happy with... Appy is happy. Appy is happy um, because I think he may like the communication lines he has with the incoming coach soon, which will be Benji Marshall. So... He's been around a fair while, Appy. Won a comp all the way back in 2014 when he came in for Isaac Luke in that South Sydney victory against the Doggies. So um, he knows he knows what a winning club looks like. Unfortunately, he's not at one at the moment, but he also knows what good structures like as well. So he's obviously impressed with what uh, with what um, with what's going to come for the uh, for the Tigers. Yeah, so and also money wise, he would have activated a very good price where he's probably not going to get at another club. Six NRLW season kicks off Saturday, the uh, 22nd, 22nd of July, with four new teams joining the competition. Cowboys, Sharks, Raiders and West Tigers, 10 teams in total, nine rounds with semifinals and a GF, 48 games in total. Can I – I'm going to throw – and I'm not being funny when I say this, mm-hmm. and I'm not being a smart ass, mm. but I can't understand why the NRLW uh, North Queensland team is called the Cowboys. Not North Queensland Cowboys. No, no, it's not, it is called the North Queensland Cowboys, but they're girls. So, why, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Why? Why isn't it the cowgirls? Not like, sure. I think they've missed an opportunity here. Yeah, I don't know. It to me, it does not make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense. When <laughs> I didn't even realise that until you just mentioned it. So we've got a, a a bunch of ladies running around, women, young ladies running around playing football under the banner of cowboys. Mm. Well, I suppose. That's the best way to explain it. You're representing a club. But why can't it be the North Queensland Cowgirls? Hey? Oh, but no, can't, don't start that. But it's it does not make sense. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. But Am what? I the only one who's picked up on this? It's a bit of a worry when I'm the only one who picks up on it. I think, have you fallen asleep? Yeah, <laughs> I think I have, actually. No, but in saying that, it's yeah, it doesn't make sense. And I don't know why. I don't know why you would think that. Just looking at some of the other clubs, there are, that's the only one, isn't it? No, because you can have female sharks. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. That's, it's the only one that's really got a, a male. Well, hang on. The roosters. Whoa. Why aren't they the hens? Good call. Or the chickens. <laughs> I think I've just uncovered something yeah. here, Sats. I've uncovered sexism in the NRLW. Get Katie Brown on the phone, someone. <laughs> I am going to let rip on this with her. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, and we we say it year in, year out, the competition keeps getting no, but, better. But hang on a sec. If, if you say to a, a female player, mm. an NRLW player, um, who's the club that you're contracted to? Who's the club that you're going to be following this year? Who's the club you're excited to play for? They'll say the Cowboys. Yes. Because there is no cowgirls team in the NRL. We play for the Cowboys uh, organization. Yes. Uh, in a team called the Cowgirls. No, nah, it's we don't we don't call okay, well we don't call our Australian rugby team the Wallabies. No. Right? We don't call our our women's football team the Socceroos. We call them the Matildas. They're yeah. playing they're playing for football Australia. Yeah, but they're not in a they're not at club level. They're at national level. What do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The local business that values having yours. That's why the trade trust might attend. Got our warm up segment, and we're talking about Matildas and Ireland doing battle tonight uh, in the second game of the FIFA Women's World Cup. We'll do that next here on Sports Day. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yes, welcome back to it. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. We are counting down to our first game in the FIFA Women's World Cup on Australian and New Zealand home soil, except nothing less than Australia's best ream. The Matildas' highly anticipated Women's World Cup opener against the Republic of uh, Ireland tonight from 7. I think kickoff is about 8 o'clock, but... Huge crowd expected at Stadium Australia. These tickets went in minutes, yeah, Sats. What are we, yeah. 80, 80, 85,000? 83,000, yeah, as capacity. Uh, it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing. I think Australia, a majority of Australia is probably taking this for granted, the Women's World Cup and how big this is going to be until it actually... It's massive. Until it actually appears on our screens and the... And the and the patriotism that's uh, that's going on in the in the crowds, in the streets, whatever it may be, uh, this is really exciting. So, you know, to as we were saying last night, to improve on by thirty odd thousand from the biggest Matildas crowd last Friday night, it's 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 amazing for the sport. It's amazing for women's sport because we see with the NRLW, everything just continues to increase. Mate, the uh, the Americans USA team have played it very well. They predict uh, that the Matildas will go very well on home soil, so they're kind kind of trying to move the pressure away from them. They're the most successful uh, women's international football USA. team. Yep, yeah. So most- Australia are ranked tenth. See, we've slid down a couple of spots. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Although, of course, we beat France in a friendly last Friday night, which was which was 1-0. And we probably should have won by more, to be quite honest. Um, and we have played. And many would think, oh, we, we should get past Ireland yes, quite easily. The, but uh, it disturbs me how we're downplaying Ireland's ability. Played Ireland last year in a friendly. And, and lost. And lost 3-2. So I don't think Sam Kerr played. But in saying that, um, we have got one of the best players in the world. We've got one of the, the players that's... That will go close to winning the 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 Player of the Year award, the um the Golden Boot yep. as well. This is Ireland's first World Cup. It's our uh, eighth consecutive World Cup. As you said, we're ranked tenth. They're ranked uh, twenty two in the world. We beat France one 0 So our form is good, going well. Um, and Ireland have had a disruptive preparation with an abandoned fr- abandoned friendly against Colombia. 
after midfielder Denise O'Sullivan was taken from the field in the 23rd minute with a leg injuries. The game got overly physical, so they've gone, we might just call quits on this <laughs> before this gets out of it's hand. It's actually a smart thing to do if you're playing in Columbia is to call it off early and get out of there. Yeah, but this was in Brisbane. I know. I, know. I would have put up a cage and go, go for it, ladies. Yep. Yep. Last one alive wins. Yep. That's what I would have done. Mm. couple of chairs. <laughs> Who knows? Um, it's going to be a big game. Uh, who do you think wins? Oh, I think Australia will win. They've just got to not let emotion. You've got to use emotion to your advantage, but you can't let it completely control everything that you do. So enjoy the moment. Be happy to be there, but be able to also switch off from it and use the energy of the crowd at various times throughout the half or the first and second half. So, um, yeah, I mean, Australia should win. Australia should win. And they should win comfortably, to be quite honest, because they're going in with a really good preparation. Um, they've got not only their starting lineup, but actually they've got really good, young, enthusiastic, skillful replacements as well. Young Chuck Fowler, who scored the goal last week, came off of Sam Kerr. We've got mm. a great coach as well, Tony Gustafson. He said he's likely to name the same 11 who got the job done over France with all eyes on Sam Kerr. She had this to say Really excited. I think. You know, we've been waiting for this moment for a long time, so it's nice that it's finally here to come to this stadium and kind of have the realisation that we really have brought the Women's World Cup to Australia is a really proud moment for all of us. I mean, Aussies love their sport, don't they? But to kind of be at home and get the feel for it, walk down the street, see people that um, are excited or flying around the country to watch us, it's nice to be able to feel the love. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's something that we're trying to take in our stride. Every time we play at home, we play really well. So hopefully that's how this tournament goes too. I've got to say, I, uh, I go to Sydney every Saturday. I arrived at the airport last week and driving out of the airport in towards the city, not much not much marketing material at all. Yeah, that's disappointing. I thought it was really disappointing, to be honest. Denise O'Sullivan, who we just talked about from Ireland, uh, she's been cleared to line up in the open despite carrying a shin injury. She'll be the one wearing wicketkeeper-type shin pads. <laughs> Shin guards, I should say. So keep an eye out her, for her. Except nothing less than Australia's best. And it's Stallarim, Australia's favourite hot water. When we come back, uh, a news update. Uh, Chris Nelson, not too far away as well. This is Sports Day. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back uh, to a time for a news update for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side branches. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm trying to watch the golf, and I know we've got the Matildas not too far away, the Ashes day two not too far away. I'm going to try and stay focused for this because uh, we're going to talk about the Wallabies. They've squashed any uh, chance of Joseph Suali'i making an immediate switch to rugby with Coach Eddie Jones saying, I'm not really that interested. Now, the Roosters won't let him go anyway. No. They, they, like, it, it doesn't work like that. It's, again, it's just crap made up in the media. They would only let him go if his attitude completely stinks and it's affecting the playing group, which I'm led to believe this young man is a, an exceptional young man, very respectful and highly regarded amongst the coaches and also the executive management committee and the players, most importantly. So I could never see that happening at the Roosters. And would you think, though, too, if it did happen early, because he's contracted the Roosters to the end of 2024? Next year, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the Wallabies would have to pay some sort of compensation if they wanted him early. He's not going to play this World Cup. Oh, they wouldn't have to pay compensation. Well, they should be forced to. Because if – well, if if he wanted to leave now – Which he can't. Which he can't. But if the Roosters said, okay, well, you know what – 
we're going to save a lot of money on our salary cap. Yeah. We we can we can let him go now and try and get a couple of players in his re- replacement. Probably going to be no one as good as him potentially, but um, there's it, no benefit to the Wallabies because he's not going to play this World Cup. Exactly. So they've got four years till the next. Mm. So there is no there's no benefit. No, so true. Yeah, you're right. Everyone just relax. <laughs> just just calm down. I tell you what, what, given the first two performances from the Wallabies, which mm. have been less than impressive. Horrible. And, and, and they downplay Argentina's performance, obviously, last week. But we shouldn't be losing to Argentina in Australia. I, I get it. In South America, different climate, different crowds. It's a fly-in, fly-out hatchet job. They hate you over there. But ask any soccer nation that's come up against Argentina you know, in Buenos Aires or wherever they play. But we should not lose to teams like that in Australia. Eddie's got a tough job on his hands. You know, you need 18 months of stability when you lead into really big tournaments like your World Cups and your World Championships. It's it's no different if it's an individual sport like swimming and you start to taper off and you start to slowly pick it up. 18 months out, you need streamlined. And everything needs to be streamlined. For the Wallabies, we've had anything but. How did we get so Anything bad? But stability. Uh, How did we get so bad? Oh, I, there is a huge gap between when you finish school, like a GPS private school, to getting to Super Rugby. There's a huge void there. Uh, rugby league is going and stealing a lot of the good 15, 16, 17 year olds from rugby union schools and bringing them into the. So there's a huge void from when you leave school to making Super Rugby and. Um, do you think, like you watch them, we just look slower than the opposition. We we have no discipline, stupid penalties every single game, and we look like we run out of puff. Mm. And I just want to know how the rugby program let us get this far behind. Eddie Jones is probably scratching his going, well, this is tougher. This is tougher than I thought it was going to be. And, and the expe- we've, got to, we've got to manage our expectations for the World Cup. We're not going to feature in the final. It's not going to happen. We will we'll probably make the quarterfinals, and if we finish in the top eight, then that's that's a bonus. Yeah, but don't forget we've got Fiji. If we are lacking when it comes to natural ability and having that star power that the Wallabies have had in previous World Cups for a lot of years, how you can fill the void there, and I'll use a rugby league analogy here, when Queensland, for example, have picked really crap Compared to great origin sides, I'm not going to use the word crap. I apologise for that. But underwhelming sides, the person that's filled the void has been the coach. And a lot of the time it's Mal Meninga. A lot of the time it was Wayne Bennett. Mm. So for Eddie Jones, I've got faith in Eddie Jones that he can be that missing link leading into the World Cup. Well, I expect a, I expect a hammering from the All Blacks in Melbourne next week. Mm. I really do. And it's sad because... Geez, oh, I'd love to see the Wallabies. And if we get through to the semi-final of the World Cup, for example. It'll be tough. Yeah, but if we get through to the semi, the rugby championships results are sort of null and void. Yeah, of course. You're only yeah. as good as your last tournament, right? So they're aiming towards one goal. It's not the rugby championships. They're not going to get that, though. They're yeah, not going to get They're aiming towards one goal. and so. Yeah, but we want to see pride back in the Bledisloe, too. Yeah. That's the biggest sporting. That I reckon that's bigger than a World Cup, mate. Nah. Bledisloe Cup. No way. Yeah, it is. No. If you, you ask an Aussie fan, a rugby fan, if you can find one, <laughs> you, you ask them, say, would you rather win a couple of back-to-back Bledisloe's or the World Cup? And I bet you say Bledisloe. Mm. 
We've lost so many. What is it? Twenty years in a row now. It's yeah. it's disgusting. <laughs> Polaris, what do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Polaris Centre financial year deals have been extended to the thirty first of July. Get up to three thousand dollars free accessories on Polaris ranges. I've promised it. Chris Nelson with the Racing Queens and update next. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. As always, Sats, busy weekend again for racing in Queensland. A big harness race on tomorrow night, or Saturday night, I should say, at Albion Park. And, of course, the Mackay Cup. Chris Nelson. Yes, uh, good evening, Jace. Good evening, Sats. Uh, big weekend, as you mentioned. Yes, yeah, Saturday night we have the Blacks of Fake, which is the big Group 1 race at Albion Park where uh, the superstar pacer Leap to Fame will be looking to uh, win once again. He's very, very dominant, this horse. I'd like to own a share in him, but he's the highlight there at uh, Albion Park on Saturday night. And as you also mentioned, Jace, the Mackay Cup. Be a massive day at Mackay. Be a sold-out crowd. It'll be huge. I think Sats has been there for a Mackay oh, Cup. Would I be yeah, right? I have. What's I've the heard. pub there? What's the what's the go-to? I had, a great, I had a great night there one night. Just one? At the Mackay Cup. Oh, after it was really interesting. Uh, the commercial, there's a commercial there, which is, I think, I think it had CC and dry and tap, and I didn't move from there. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. Well, you only need two, and you're everybody's, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So, Mackay Cup, if you've never been, make sure you, you get to one of the. It's uh, in Mackay. The great regional it is. race days. Um, and, Nelso, what is happening this week? What am I putting my money on? And you gamble responsibly, win some, lose more. Thank you. Okay. Well. Uh, let's have a crack at Mackay. Let's go to the Mackay Cup. I've got one. The favourite I think will be hard to beat, <coughs> excuse me, and that's Namazoo. But I also think there's one there at big odds, the Driller, number 10. So work around those two. Number one, Namazoo, and number 10, the Driller, who I said is big, big odds. So if you go with those two at Mackay, we'll be going okay. Now, racing, other racing around Any Queensland. Any boom? Any boom horses? Mm. Not going around at Mackay, Jace. No, no, anywhere. And, anywhere uh, in Queensland. I'll take any boom, actually, anywhere. Actually, yeah. no, there's not. I'm thinking <laughs> Thanks, of one, but it's great. not running yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Right, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> now, racing over the weekend, of course, is also on the poly track on the Gold Coast. Uh, Doombin's our main meeting in town, and we race at the, in Toowoomba, or at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone, and then back to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. So that's racing over the weekend. As for some tips, here we go. Race six, number seven at Doombin, Vodka Martini. You weren't drinking those also at uh, on the Negative. Mackay Cup night. Yeah, you not sex? a fan of the Negative. Vodka Martini. <laughs> Good, yes. Okay. And race nine, number nine, the very nicely named Release the Beans, I think what? can uh, run well too. So. Wow. <laughs> Release the Beans, wow. race nine, number nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, beautiful. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week. Across the Sunshine State, visit racingqueensland.com.au. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, guys. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. I just saw Tamana Tahu. I've seen her a few times on Fox Sports today. Just mm-hmm. highlights of him as a player. Jeez, what, He's what a happened, great player. What happened to him? No, nothing. He did, he did get a really serious injury, but he left Newcastle, went to Para, I think it was. He did, yes. Yeah, he, he, he was still a, he's a great athlete. Just, yeah, some clubs just 
makes sense to some players. Yeah, Newcastle makes yeah, sense. Is is a great player. You know, um, you, when we when the footy season dies down a bit, and you go where you go back to the can you go back to your where are they now segment? Can yeah. we try and track down to Tahu? Yeah, absolutely. He was a great player. Yeah, loved him in great a blues guy jumper. Too. Hey, what are you looking forward to this weekend? There is so much on. It's got to be the bunnies. Not putting words in your mouth. Yeah. It's got to be the Bunnies and the Broncos. Bunnies, right? Broncos, Friday night, Sunshine Coast Stadium. To state the obvious, everything else, I'm looking forward to the World Swimming Championships. The 400 metres women's freestyle is potentially one of the, the great sporting uh, swimming events we'll see for many, many decades. And Sunday, George Ferocious Cambosis is fighting a world title eliminator versus Maxi Hughes. So the winner of that gets a world title shot. Where's that? It's in Oklahoma, in America. Okay, no yeah. worries. No doubt that's on pay-per-view, is it? It is on pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to the Bunnies. As I said, the Bunnies uh, and uh, the Broncos Friday night. I'm looking forward to the Swans on Saturday night. I'm looking uh, forward to I've got to money, the... on, money on Victor Hovland to win the Open, the golf. Uh, remember, you win some and you lose more. Yep. Remember that. Looking forward to the, to the British Open. Again, we're seeing it in good time. Yeah, I know. So it's it starts like three thirty in the afternoon and runs till four o'clock the next morning. That is living, folks. <laughs> I don't want to see any of our listeners out of bed before two in the arvo, with a screaming hangover. Remember, you drink some, you lose more as well. Alrighty, have a great weekend, everybody. Sports day back on Monday with yourself and Rat. And by the way, uh, next week. Rat's putting together a list with you, Sats, mm. on the teams outside the eight at the moment who might be able to make it. <laughs> That'll be riveting. Uh, won't it what? <laughs> if you're having trouble sleeping, yeah, this tune will help. in. <laughs> and I, I bet she has the sharks in the eight. Yeah. There's, I'm just putting it down now. You'll have the sharks there. <laughs> Unbelievable he is. All right. Uh, I know it's only Thursday, but have yourself a great weekend. Yep. Sats and I back with Off the Bench over the weekend. Uh, catch you later. Yeah. Good day. Hey!